This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, this is Linda Tuck-Chapman, President on Teleperformance Solutions, and I'm an expert in third-party risk management. And welcome to RMA's podcast series. Today, we're going to be talking about working from home and returning to facilities focused on third-party relationships. It is obviously a little bit different than uh, managing your own staff. So let me start about uh, start with basically what happens with the work-from-home arrangements and what type of practical advice might be useful to you. So whether um, you know your your third parties are starting to migrate back to the office, there is still going to be a long-term uh, situation where third-party employees and, and and your own will continue to work from home for this foreseeable future. And we do know that most contracts had never contemplated working from home uh, terms and conditions. So let me just tell you what uh, you know what what I think you might want to consider. So you should think about actually additional contractual security and operational oversight measures that need to be put in place. You're probably already doing this, but it needs to be very specific. And you're going to want to to keep a record of those because you're going to want to build standard contract amendments that you can negotiate now or later. And then based on evolving circumstances, you really want to think about the role of the relationship manager in this. But let's start with the controls themselves. So here are some things that you may want to consider. So the third party has um, needs to really make their work from home employees aware of required controls and periodically attest to compliance with those, those controls. Here's a, some of the things you might want to consider. Uh, they should designate an appropriate work area in their home for performing services that adequately consider confidentiality and interruption factors and minimize the risk of others hearing or seeing sensitive information. This can be accomplished in part with the use of a privacy screen on a monitor to guard against sensitive data being viewed easily by others. You want to make sure that employees know they should never take a photo of their screen, and that's a very difficult thing to monitor, and there are ways that you can actually monitor people live, but I have to suggest that's going to be a huge investment of resources. You need to make sure that there is no possibility that they can print uh, from their computers uh, because that's, you know, it just has to be prohibited. And also remind them that private and confidential data must not be written down. Uh, it would be helpful if they were equipped with headphones and privacy screens so that they, it's a lot easier for them to maintain the privacy of conversations or what they're working on. Remind them that they cannot share their password with anyone else. They should be locking their workstations when it's left temporarily unattended, and that can be easily accomplished uh, with software that forces that in a very short period. And they should securely uh, uh, store their laptop or equipment when <clears throat> not in use. <clears throat> They should also be made aware of the the multitude of scams and phishing events that are trying to take advantage of the current situation. Uh, One of the most common ones is tech support, purporting to be tech support from their company and asking them to do things that would actually allow hackathons to to get into a system. You want to make sure that they only use company-approved, your company's approved applications and websites to get the work done. And you can be very specific about what your requirements are, and they should mirror as closely as possible your own security requirements, because after all, isn't the financial services sector very, very good at this? Uh, You want to have authorized use of a virtual desktop if possible, 
Um, and if it, especially if it's from a com personal computer or device. And you need to make sure that everybody's uh, equipment is, is um, equipped with antivirus software. I actually think, I mean, it's so inexpensive these days to have an always-on VPN and always-on, uh, uh, you know, different types of security. So, uh, you know, these, these things are not expensive to do, but you should make sure that, that uh, it's done and that uh, employees know that it should be done. And you really want to think about that last mile. How are they connecting to the Internet? Because the conditions are different, different everywhere, and you don't really want them connecting by their phone, which is not necessarily a secure device. So if they're approved for use, personal phones should be protected by the same standard of uh, security as company-managed equipment. And because there's so much bring-your-own-device, I, I actually have experienced this myself from my own bank, that uh, their employees seem to be using their personal cell phones. So you need to understand, you know, if that's happening with your third parties, you know, how, how is the security applied to this and how are they connecting to the network, et cetera, et cetera. So these are just some very practical uh, recommendations. So then when you step it up a level, you need to think about whether or not your contracts, in fact, have specific work from, work from home controls. And you need to be able to find some way to review execution against those controls to make sure that they're actually enacted. So your minimum security controls that should be specified in contracts or addendum are basically what controls would you expect for work from home environments. And we do know that in some cases, some institutions are in fact providing the equipment to third parties and that certainly gives you greater assurance, but uh, equipment is in short supply these days and that may not be a practical solution. You want to make sure that there's very specific notification breach reporting requirements. You don't want to find out from any other source except your third party that there's been a breach. And you want to think about retention and, uh, and destruction of data, especially if there is hard copies out there. How is that going to be handled? And what kind of evidence should, they prov should your third parties provide to you about internal controls testing? And this could supplement your own monitoring. So whether it's within or outside of a contractual agreement, you really need to make sure that your third parties give you sufficient visibility into how they're managing risk and controls, especially in a work-from-home environment, enough to give you uh, some comfort. So you might want to have another look at some of their security policies, you know, for work-from-home and personally-owned devices, remote access, etc. That, that might help you feel a bit better. And so, uh, you know, last but not least, you really want to step it up and look at your contracts as well, right? So, you know, and I think you need to rely on your business units more uh, than perhaps you ever have before. So you really need to think about their roles and responsibilities and making sure this happens because it's certainly not going to happen from the, from the center. So you need to make sure that your own management is well equipped to be able to work with the third parties and to make sure that they are providing adequate monitoring and oversight. You surely cannot rely entirely on your second line to do that these days. I mean, they're trying to do their J job, respond to COVID-19, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think you're going to find that that's not going to be a, a winning strategy if you think you're going to do it all from the second line. So at a high level, you're really talking about standardizing your, your contracts. You should, in fact, have, um, if you haven't done it already, you should make time-bound work-from-home contract am amendments. And that will force you to step back and have a sober second look to say, does it make sense to continue work from home? And what kind of new approvals do we need? And does that continue to, you know, whatever uh, protocols are in place, are they going to continue to meet your, your, uh, your risk control environment?
You might even want to think about revisiting some of your HR security requirements. You know, are your third parties checking references and criminal background checks, et cetera, in a way that you would expect? It's more important than ever before that you know exactly who's working on your, particularly on your uh, sensitive transactions and, um, and, and if there's NPPI. Uh, business continuity, disaster recovery, all those controls and contracts. I mean, I'm sure you already know this. They need a lot of work. They really were pretty uh, weak or even absent. And also, uh, a few firms have had a nasty surprise to find out that some of the work has, in fact, been outsourced to a fourth party, a subcontractor, and uh, maybe the subcontractor is having some problems. So you might want to make sure that your notifications, your approvals, and also that you, are, you receive current information about uh, who's actually handling your business. So that is uh, that will conclude the first in the series. I'm actually going to record a second one, which talks about basically, well, how would you transition back to um, to a partial or a complete uh, work in facilities? I, I don't think too many people are, in fact, moving entirely back into facilities. So how are you going to handle a hybrid? And also, uh, just a few words of advice on, well, suddenly you have to revert to work from home. How will that work? Okay, so this is Linda Tuck-Chapman for RMA podcast series, and thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcasts. Whether you're a regular listener or a first-time listener, if you enjoy our podcasts, please provide a favorable rating on iTunes. Thank you.